When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. And even though the dubs took an L tonight to the uh, reigning champ, Denver Nuggets, um, we're going to try to be positive, but we are going to still break down this game and talk about it because in the grand scheme of things, it is a big opportunity, not because I care so much about, oh, they beat the champs and blah, 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 all that shit, but like all the teams we needed to lose tonight lost. So it was a chance to like take a step up in the standings. To me, that was the bigger L. You know, Dallas lost, uh, the Lakers lost. Um, I think there was one more loss. And then, you know, right now, if the Kings end up losing, I don't know if they will, because I don't think Paul George is playing, but like it just could have been a move for them in the standings, you know? So they really just don't gain or lose. They still have one less loss than the Lakers. Um, but, you know, it would have been nice to capitalize on that. I'm sure there will be all kinds of stories and things people say, but like, I don't feel the Warriors are a team that needs to beat Denver to have the confidence to think they can do it. Like these guys are multiple time championships, multiple time champions. So I'm not worried about that. And they already know that they let one game, more than one game get away from them. Um, It's hard. Like Denver kind of took control of this game and the Warriors didn't get it back. Um, and I think the opportunities, we can talk about that, but I think the opportunities they had to get back in the game, they were wasted with like bad rotations and and stuff like that. But, you know, the last game they should have won hands down. We all know that they should have won that game. Jokic winning on like that three point shot was crazy. Um, first game they were down peep bodies and still kept it close in Denver. So Um, I think they have the ability to compete with Denver, but they definitely have to play their A game. They can't have 16 turnovers, so we should talk about it. And I said that it's golden spaces, but I did not say, even though you guys should know, it's me, your girl, Nat. It is Justin, and it is Karima. So, guys, let's get into it. Let's get into this game today. I feel like a lot of Warriors fans, obviously, would have just loved for us to win sort of like a get back to Denver. Um, But whatever, it didn't happen. They'll see Denver one more time this season. Is that correct? No, that's it? 0 for 4. Swept. Oh, they played four times this season. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize three games already happened. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, well, so that's fine. It's fine in that, like, if they end up seeing each other later in the postseason, their fans will be really cocky thinking they swept the Warriors, so there's no chance for the Warriors to win. So whatever it is. Like, I mean, I just, I don't care about that. Um, But I do care about how Steve Kerr, the highest paid coach in the NBA now, is um, handling these uh, rotations. Have you guys had a podcast since he got that contract? No, oh. he he signed it after. Yeah, okay. Charlotte, Charlotte game. 
all right, we can talk about that potentially a little bit later. But um, so Justin, let me ask a question. Because um, I thought Andy brought up a good point, not Andy, Sam from um, Light Years brought up a great point about Draymond on um, a tweet. And he said the issue with Draymond playing at the five versus a team like Denver is that he can't help. Um, what do you think about that? I agree. I agree. When I uh, initially projected how the Warriors match up with the Nuggets, I had Looney being the five. Looney being the five and being a much better version of what he's been this season. Now, is that earlier in the year you're saying, or you're saying like even heading into this? In the off season, like in the off Off season, season. when I was like, this is how they match up for them. Um, Yeah, it was with Looney in mind because he can just, you know, at least be a body on Jokic while Draymond can kind of take away that Aaron Gordon slip to the rim and help and, you know, provide all of that stuff that he does off the ball. So, so they, they obviously Luna is what he is. I don't really think he's getting much better. Right. But are they still better off letting Loon in this matchup just start at the five anyway? So Drake can still, you know, start at the four or, is it someone else or is it they need to get out of Porter on this team really quickly? (laughs) (laughs) Um, What is it? I think their best path is for guys like JK to not necessarily turn into Draymond, but like be a little bit more active as a help side defender. Don't let Aaron Gordon just get offensive rebounds. You know I mean? That'll help a lot because I mean, Dre, can do a decent job on Jokic one-on-one, but, like, nobody's really stopping him one-on-one. Right. And, and the game plan against Denver anyway is to, like, okay, let Jokic try to score because if we limit everybody else, then they become a little bit easier to guard. Right, but that's so, why I'm wondering, does it make sense for him to even then start at the five? Because no one's really going to contain him or do anything. So can't you still just have Loon do that? Yeah, I mean, they're, I mean, probably their original starting five would be the best starting five, like, stylistically to play against Denver, but I don't know about Loon at this point <laughs> doing that. So you guys, you got to just stick with the stick with what you got going right now. But I thought Loon actually didn't play horribly this game. I mean, he, he was still working well on the boards and he was doing everything he could on Jokic to, you know, cause some resistance. So I think perhaps that's what I'm saying they started out with that just kind of let's just see what it looks like to because because I don't necessarily think that Draymond's doing a better job is what I'm saying like even if Draymond is the better defender so it's just like I feel like you might as well just put Draymond in a position where he helps the team more and just you know see if you can get some productive minutes out of Loon yeah I'm thinking more so offensively how much that'll affect things because we already saw like Steph is just seeing a lot of attention, right? KCP is one of the better Steph defenders in the league anyway. And then they just, their whole game plan is like, we're going to sag off of literally everybody else in this lineup because we don't right. care about them shooting. So, so. let's talk about that. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think that like the goal should be like to get Steph going early in these games versus um, not. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, 
for every matchup, every matchup, it's like, they're like, we're going to just make sure we defend Steph and let all these other guys beat us. Right. Mm -hmm. And it hasn't worked now in four matchups. So why is that still the game plan? Why has that game plan not been adjusted? You mean for Denver specifically or just in general? Yeah, I think earlier in the season, no Draymond. I mean, this is the first time Draymond played against Denver. So, like, him not being there. But did you really think that was going to make a big difference? Yeah, I think just from a ball movement and screening (laughs) standpoint, he he does help because a lot of times in the in the first three matchups they would just blitz Steph and he. But I mean, like, in terms of Steph, because it didn't help him tonight. No, didn't Steph help didn't help us. He was yeah. missing shots that he, he had good good looks. And good also, courses. like they're just playing too many non-spacers with Steph at this point. I mean, like you, people can follow me on Twitter or whatever, but like pod starting does mean it's less spacing. I mean, that's just very obvious compared to Clay. But, like, teams are noticing that, and they're just like, well, we're just going to load up Steph. And before, when that lineup was doing great, I was pointing out teams they were doing it against weren't that good. Now they're playing against teams with more size and more defense. Now it's like it, it, teams are just loading up on Steph, and there's not a lot of outlets in terms of scoring that can relieve the pressure off of him. So I feel like for, for, for Denver, I feel like because I get it. I mean, listen, I don't think – I'm not one of the people who are like, Jokic just can't defend at all. But I feel like they play into Denver's game plan. I think they take way too many, like, threes and, like, outside shots. And I feel like you could attack a little bit more, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, And that might open up things a little bit early um, for Steph. The other thing I think is um, Kaminga. I think they need to like utilize him more earlier. So like at the end of the game, like it didn't matter because they weren't like, they weren't going to come back from a 10 point lead because they can't get fucking stops. Right. But like (laughs) he, he kept attacking and it was an, and one or it was a foul every time. Right. And so what I'm saying is like, use that earlier in the fucking game. Star clay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you but and you can use that earlier in the game, right? Like uh, I, I I see what you're saying, but like you need clay out there. That's fine. You need clay out there for that to happen. That's but what I'm I mean. just saying do that more and take advantage of that because mm-hmm. right, it wasn't it the Denver game where he sat and they came back and we had this whole right. It's like why is it less Kaminga and more Pajimski? I don't understand I, mean, and I'm not, like, I think <laughs> is going to be so he is already so valuable to this team but mm-hmm. versus Denver clearly you need more Kaminga yeah. and you also need more GP2 yeah you need less Brandon that's just what this matchup calls for mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that he won't help against other teams and stuff like this but it's just less Brandon and I don't get it because I'm just like every drive he's fouled every, I mean he's not the only one but he's the only one they fucking call it for mm-hmm. JK you mean right yeah because yeah. Yeah, that, that's him. how Curry got it going in the, in the second half getting him he was driving to the rim driving to the rim and that's where he started to get his points and started the juice is flowing for him. So it was I, there. I feel like it's like, 
I feel like they act like it's Anthony Davis there, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, make Jokic work. You're right. Just get to the cup. Make them work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, in general, just like just basic basketball, you need more space to get to the cup. But that just the mentality of like going, like we're just going to attack. I'm not going to let him you know, string my dribble out and I pass it to somebody for a roll or something like that. I'm just going to attack his hip and make him move his feet and get to the basket. Like, And it'll tire him out. If nothing else, it'll tire him out. Mm -hmm. Then the shots don't fall later in the game. Then Mm -hmm. things don't happen. Like, I just don't understand. And for the love of God, please, with these fucking passes, all of them, like, and Dre is how many? Six tonight? Turnover? Six. Six out like, of the bro. 17 that we had. It was just like, what are you doing? Because they're forcing him to be a scorer. And he's just like, I got to hit the roller. I got to hit the dunker spot guy. He tried to force that pass at the end of the game to GP2. Clearly wasn't there. Even if it got through, GP2 it, surrounded it, by two seven-footers. Like, what right, are you that's doing? That's what I tweeted. I said, what was GP2 going to do anyway if right. he got that ball? Just like, scoring. why are you doing that? Yeah. Just, just score, Draymond. Just, like, <laughs> shoot a floater or something. I mean, he got one that shook. That's what I understand. Like, it's like you can't talk all the shit you do and get on podcasts the way you do and then show up like this. Mm-hmm. That's the shit that annoys me. You cannot do that because this is what I'm saying. You, you are doing this for Steph to cash the checks. This is what you do. Yes. And I'm not saying he's not important, and I'm not saying that he's not needed, but I'm saying, bro, like, the game plan called for you to be a little bit more aggressive and try to score. Mm-hmm. And instead, you're doing all of these dumb-ass passes. Yeah. And it's all of them, but it's just like, what? why do you guys think it's going to work? Okay, turnover, turnover, <laughs> turnover. And you just keep doing it throughout the game. I mean, what, Lester had one that drove me crazy at one point. Like, it's just like, why did you think that that was a smart pass? To Curry in the corner. Yeah. When <laughs> the defender was literally right there, telegraphed pass. Right. Yeah. <sighs> they just need, they, they, I mean, they play a ton of guys who are the connector guys, which, that's great. But to a certain extent, it's like, bro, y'all got to score the ball or shoot the ball. You need people that's willing to shoot the ball and score the ball. And Just they're as simple way as that. too reliant on outside shooting when they play Denver. I don't – I know that Denver has more length. I know they do. But I just – I do not feel like you cannot score on Aaron Gordon. Like, I do not feel like you cannot score a bucket on Jokic. Like, they're just not that kind of defensive team to me. They do a decent job of, like, just loading up at the rim. Like, they don't have, like, a ton of rim protection, but they just have, like, a a bunch of bodies there. Mm -hmm. And they're big bodies, so just – People just probably see it and they're like, well, it's no point in me just trying to like score over all of these guys, which is why you need more space. Like Moses is another guy who can space the floor, right? Even if he isn't shooting the ball as, as good as he was earlier in the season, he's still a guy that's on the scouting report as someone who can knock down an open three. So putting making Denver guard you in space is how you 
score on them consistently. If you just allow yeah, them to better. bump you into mid ranges and th- and contested threes because you're you can't get anywhere in the paint because nobody's scared of the shooter in the corner over there, you're gonna have a hard time scoring. Like unless you're just blazing hot from three, like Clay was earlier in the game. Right, and, and I was just that about cooled to get off to that. sustainable. Right, you yeah. cannot rely on that. Right, and like in none of these games, Steph has not been able to get going, which is why I'm saying their game plan has to be getting Steph going. Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, he was finding some ways to score and do stuff, but he's not in rhythm by that point. Mm-hmm. He's not in rhythm, and then it's harder. That's facts. You know, That's Clay is like, Clay is going off, and I'm just like, great. So everything feels good, but then, for one, you ice Clay on some level. So you, you <laughs> ice him. Right. But then after that, like, okay, fine. You watch what was it? Fourteen point lead dwindle. Was 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 there a timeout? Was there a what? Did anything happen during right. that fourteen zero? I'm not sure. I don't remember, but I don't think there was. I just remember. Watching I think there might have been. I think mm-hmm. there might have been, but then still, when they came out of it, they just they just couldn't do anything. The game they plan just could not change. get a stop. They couldn't get a stop. They couldn't score. But they also and this didn't is score. with the starters. So, right. But the game plan didn't change because you're still trying to score in the same way. Yeah. And I think at one point, wasn't it taking um, Kaminga out and putting in Clay versus taking Pods out and putting in Clay? Yeah. Clay didn't come in until it was like late. a minute. It right. was a minute left to go. And at that point, it's like, well, we're already tied up at this basically right yep i don't know steve i mean like it's it's funny because we were lobbying for other young players to get minutes and like steve is just like we're just gonna give pods all the minutes and it's like this is not an anti-pods podcast this is obviously we we love pods here (laughs) but it's like there's a certain level of like reliance you should have on him and you should understand his strengths and weaknesses like Against a team like Denver, who has a ton of size <clears throat> and skill with that size, you just can't out hustle that. Like you just can't out goon that, right? Like you have to certain you have to have a certain level of size and athleticism yourself. Like why is he checking Michael Porter Jr.? Like Michael Porter Jr. didn't really go off today because Jamal Murray and Jokic were just cooking the whole time. But like if that's the type of defensive assignment you're giving out to him, it's like come on, man, what is he really supposed to do there? Right. You know and by I mean? the way, like. Because, I mean, he's just going to keep doing it. He's not going to stop it. But then take away Dario's minutes and give those to Moody. Like, there's no reason for Dario to see the floor. None. None. Especially in this matchup. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I really don't want to see Dario there, at all anymore. Yeah, like, there's, no reason for him, yeah. there's no reason for him yeah. to play unless Chris Paul is playing, apparently. Because when Chris Paul yeah. is playing, he was hooping. Chris Paul ain't there. It, it's kind of done. So... <laughs> obviously Chris Paul is coming back so maybe he'll look better when that when that happens but there's no reason which worries me because I don't want that to cut down on Trace's minutes like Trace needs minutes and I still think in the minutes he played like yes we said earlier that Loon wasn't bad but I still thought Trace was better yeah, yeah. now granted I mean I'm Trace okay was playing that, against but... like Zeke Naji and stuff like right. that but I do think Trace at this point is just like a more reliable just probably just a better player right now. Like, 
he can do more things for your team. So, but he gives you a better chance. Like he's yeah. more athletic. He, you know, I mean, obviously, it is what it is. I guess I can't expect too much from him. But like, even when he's going up there, he's getting fouled. They're sending him to the free throw line. Granted, he's only a sixty percent shooter, but it's like he has good hands. He's athletic. He's at least trying to grab some boards. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's like he's athletic. It's like sometimes I feel like nowadays with Looney and definitely like Andrew, um, it's like they grab the board and then they just let it get taken away from them. It's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you doing? You grab the board, hold on to it. Yeah. That shit irks me. It irks me more yeah. than anything when they grab a board and then they just let it get yeah, taken away. Let someone take it from them. Yep. It so annoying. So also, it's like the NBA, bro. Like, you know, everybody's grabbing boards and going for the ball as soon as you grab it. It's the NBA. Like, everybody swipes up at the ball. Yeah. Like, just hold on to the ball. Like, rip it away. It was one play. Gary got the rebound, and he immediately put the ball behind his head like this so they couldn't smack it. It's like, why aren't people just doing that? Like, type of stuff. I don't get it. And this team, they're going to, like, swipe at things. They're going to play the passing lanes. They're like, they have the length to do it. And so it was like, it was another time in traffic when like Lester was trying to drive. They just like knocked it out. Like. Yeah. It's the little things. I mean, when you're playing against a team like this, you got to win in all those little areas like that. And they just got to When you're playing a team like this, you got to just play your best players. Like you don't like this to me was not a game for you to go deep into the bench. No. Nah. But I don't think he's decided who his best players are. And that's the problem. Although we all know. Yeah. I mean, we know who the best players are. The best players, some of them, well, one of them just hasn't been available all right. season up until recently. And a, a couple of the other ones just haven't been playing their best. But you Chris still know Paul is the only player right player. now who's one of your top nine who isn't available. Right. 14 minutes for Gary Payton the second. What are we doing? Exactly. Like this game did not need to see Dario. It did not need to see Dario. I understand maybe why in this matchup you play Luna a bit, a little bit, but it didn't need to see Dario. Mm -hmm. Pods could have seen less minutes. It should have seen Moody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the bench. I mean, the best eight players don't include Loon. It doesn't. So it's 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 eight, like right now because Chris isn't here, but it's mm-hmm. like it's your starting five, and I'm I know Clay isn't starting right now, but it's your starting five if JK's in it, and then it's like Chris, Pods, GP two, um, and Trace, and those are your nine, those are your nine, and then to me Moody should be there. Mm-hmm. And it would be 10. Like, to me, those are, like, your 10 best players. But Moody just doesn't get the burn. And then, right. like, you use Loon sparingly. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Too much Lester. Lester, 14 minutes. Yeah, Lester way too much Lester. You shouldn't Lester be Lester should not have a place in the rotation. Let You gave Lester a contract. Lester should be cheering people on from the bench. Yeah. And he's not necessarily even playing bad. It's just like there's certain things he just 
can't do on the court that you need against a team like this. You need more time. And it's not time. impactful enough what he does do. Like, even though he's not right. playing bad, he's not impacting the game enough that he should get the minutes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I feel like every time Moody comes on the court, he's being impactful. Absolutely. At the bare minimum, he's playing impactful defense. Exactly. And that's why I said earlier, like, I don't even care right now about his shooting. Like, you get more length and you get defense. You get more yep. fast breaks because you will get a steal or two. Exactly. You're gonna get a you're gonna get a put back at some point. He's gonna crash the offensive glass. It's just yep. certain things that he's just gonna bring at a baseline that help your team a ton. But Curry just don't rock with the man. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. One of the episodes we've done recently, I can't remember if it was a win or a loss. I don't know. They didn't appreciate how much we were talking about Moody. I don't give a fuck. I'm not gonna stop talking what? about Moody. Yeah, no, they were just like, "How can you not appreciate?" Moody? I think it was a win, and so they were saying like, "What are we complaining about? It's a win. Like he got the win." And he said the other day too, someone tried to say to me on the timeline, "There's a reason Moody's not playing. Can you stop?" No, I won't fucking stop. Let me tell you the a way to get very blocked by me. <laughs> do not come in my mentions telling me how to tweet from my fucking account. Okay, exactly. Like, what are you doing, B? Like. <laughs> Twitter etiquette. Stop telling people what to tweet from their page. Stop talking crazy to people like strangers. Stop being condescending to people like you're smarter than somebody else. And then you should be fine. You won't get the block button. But if you do any of those three things, I'm probably going to block you immediately. Right. And look, I'm not going to sit up here and say that I'm not guilty of some of those things. But like, (laughs) I I just don't know if you've seen me enough on the timeline now. I don't know what possesses anyone to think that you would ever be able to tell me what to tweet from my account. Why do you think that's something that would ever go over well? I just don't understand. Right. No, I'm not going to stop talking about Moody. I'm not. Instagram was really funny with uh, with Kerr's contract because I thought it was just Twitter who thinks he's fraudulent. but Because, you know, sometimes like NBA Instagram is very different than like NBA Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like Steph Curry can get anybody paid. (laughs) (laughs) And someone's like, I don't know why y'all are acting like this. He built a dynasty, and people like what? (laughs) They started like it was just crazy, but you know, whatever. A little bit later, still for Curry's contract, but like these are the things that I worry about honestly with him. I mean, like everyone tries to act like it's not a big deal and all that he's done, but I don't think he still knows how to adjust for these younger guys. And they are a part of like you guys still being a good team. Like you need them. Mm -hmm. This is not even a whole, um, you know, they're not ready. They're not this. We have too many young players. Lord. Curry had three rough shooting nights out of the past four. That's all true. That's all true. But I don't give a shit about that because he's had rough shooting every game versus Denver. Every game. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, like people were missing in every game, so he still could have been tired. But at some point, you got to be like, our game plan is not good. 
Yeah. And what what game are you going to rest him for? You're not set up to do that. That's part of the problem. Like, we just came off an All Star break, bro. He look right. That's what I'm. He looks fatigued. All well, All Star break for him wasn't a true break. I'm just saying. I mean, come on. He, he had a lot of stuff NBA that he was games. doing. He didn't do that much in the game. He did one round with Sabrina. Like all the press, all the press. Okay, like please miss me. <laughs> Me. I ain't trying to hear all that. I mean, come on. Let's look at their schedule. Let's look at their schedule. They have, I mean, if you're going to rest them, rest them versus Washington. I'm not trying to be funny, but that's their next game. Rest him versus Washington. Don't yeah. let him play that first game. Y'all can maybe beat Washington without him. They definitely can. Yeah. That would be perfect. Because after that you have the Knicks, and they are yeah. they are the Knicks team though. But still, you but still, them. probably. Yeah. No, you will. Mm -hmm. Toronto? Can they beat Toronto without him? It's I'm the Wizards sure. game. It's the Wizards game. That's because if you if you rest him versus Washington, you get three nights off before you play New York. That's the game. Yep. Maybe a yeah. good thing you won't be at that game anyway, Justin, because that would have sucked for you, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's all good though. If there if I mean if that if rest is what they're leaning to. Yeah. So because you got New York. The only other game in there that is like is Toronto, because you're not resting him versus Boston. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be the Wizards game. Yeah. We'll see. Like I said, at the end of the day, it's not like that big of a deal because all the other teams lost tonight. So it's just sort of like you remain in place. But um, I just, I don't, you know, and I feel like it's honestly gaslighting us and arrogance to sit up there and say, yeah, it's come together now with Moody and this is how it normally goes. And you're playing, not Moody, Kaminga, you're playing Kaminga now because my guy went to the press and the mm -hmm. owner was mad. Mm -hmm. And this is also my issue with his contract being done now versus at the end of the season. Because even if you were always going to sign him, I feel like now you're locked up two years. So you're like, okay, I'm going to just do, you know what I mean? What I want. And, you know, like, I mean, you, you're going to go like on the record and say, yeah, I played Anthony Lamb last year because he was a better player than Kaminga. There's no time in life Anthony Lamb has been a better <laughs> player than Jonathan Kaminga. Yeah, that was crazy. That's a wild statement to make. You don't think that's a crazy statement to make? No, it is. It's also just unnecessary. But that's so him being arrogant. That's him being arrogant. That's, that's what cute. that is. Yeah, I see it. I see that's it. just, right. that's all that is. That's like, I was right. And I don't, <laughs> think, I don't like to be gaslighted. And this is when you got to pay attention because pe people who just look at results will say, oh, he's right. 
And that's already what started to happen. They started mm. to win again, and people were like, oh, yeah, everything he was doing was correct. No, the fuck it wasn't. <laughs> and the reason Jonathan Kaminga is playing is not because of what Steve Kerr did. It's because Joe Lacob went down there. <laughs> sat in the press conference. Sat in the press conference, and some things changed. <laughs> And people like tried to get on Kaminga because that first game, he ain't play like that. And then after that one first game, and even then, I didn't see what the big deal was. Like, yeah, he didn't have, like, a great scoring night, but he wasn't even bad the way people were acting. And then after that, he went crazy. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's what happened. This was not no master plan, and he finally got it. He could always do that. And he could have done more last year. But Anthony Lamb was a better player. Anthony Lamb is not even a better player than Moses Moody. What are right. we doing? Right. What are we doing? <laughs> Why are you laughing at me, Kareem? Rude is. I mean, I'm rude. not. I, I think it's funny. Which part? It was funny. No, that Lamb's not a better, you know, player than Moody. Just how you said that. No, I agree. But, I mean, that's not. arrogance. That's arrogance. That's him being like, how dare you question what I do? I think, I mean, a lot of the stuff he's doing now is kind of like, I don't know. It's almost like he's just grasping at certain things. Like, obviously, Draymond came back. They made the the, the switch to Wiggins, Kaminga, Draymond is their, their core front court going forward has obviously worked. We already knew that that was going to be their highest ceiling front court. So it's not like that was just some revelation thing that he found. No, it wasn't. Um, well, it wasn't like Wiggins was putting up how he should have been. Yeah. So once Draymond was inserted, then, okay, thank you. Yeah, now it's Jack. Even with that, like, again, I don't want to take away from Draymond, but it's like, there were positive versions of that lineup before. He just refused to play them, right? It may have not been as impactful, and there were not many, but because I remember we talked about it on here. It was just like, it does work if you have pods in there, right? Now, maybe it wouldn't have been against the best teams, but it did because he's a connector, not as great as Draymond, but he is. But he sort of had it in his mind. He didn't want to play those two together, and we were still in the – well, we play Kaminga, we don't. It was like that period, right? So even then, I mean, you can go back and you can pull and see that the the few times the lineup even was positive before in the past, he was in it. So it's like there are times they see data and things that work and they still just don't do it. Well, right? the like, data was not showing that those two together without Draymond was a positive. No, it, it did show not. that if Pods was there. Yes, it did. It did. Okay, if Pods was there, but... But that's my Early point. on, but early it on, it wasn't cooking. Right, it wasn't. But I'm just saying, like, there was a version of it that did work. And even then, he didn't do it. Because it was more like, mm, it was two things. One, it was just like, okay, this lineup doesn't work. But it wasn't working most of the ways you were playing it. Because it required a connector. And secondly, it was also his whole thing with Kaminga, right? It's just like, I don't know if he should be playing this much, right? So it wasn't just him looking because there was a positive version of it and you still weren't doing it. And it made no sense to any of us because we were like, you need your wings. You need those guys to play. So the focus should have been on figuring out how to get that lineup to work. And instead it was just like, it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. 
well, maybe the way you're playing, it doesn't work. And that's when he was still insistent on, I have to give Looney minutes. I have to give Wiccans minutes. I have to, right? A lot of it was based on him just feeling the need to give players minutes, even though they weren't necessarily playing well and it wasn't working. That's more my point. I'm going to play Chris Paul more now because Draymond's out and I got to play a vet, right? And so that's what I'm saying. It's like, Everyone keeps saying, like, it didn't work. It didn't most of the time, but it did work with Pops. And he just didn't do it. And so that's why I'm saying, like, again, I'm not trying to take away from Draymond because he does help. And I think that's why he leans into that lineup more when it's Dre and Pods out there. But, you know, like, the lineup is still good if Clay is in there. The lineup is still good if, you know... Someone else is in there. GP2 even. Like, the lineup is going to work with different players in it because there are, four, there are four main guys that need to be on the court or on the court. Yeah. And that's Dre, Steph, Kaminga, and Wiggs. Mm-hmm. I think their rating when it's like the four of them is like crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the sample has to grow. But, I mean, it's obviously – it's going to be their best – chance at anything anyway so you got to lean into that um so when should they use which player right we have those four right so i know as a general matter you think it should just be clay but if it's not going to be clay when does it make sense to use pods when does it make sense to use gp2 is there anyone else that it makes sense to insert with those four um I don't think GP2 there makes a ton of sense because of the spacing issues. Um, He's even less of a spacer than Pods is, so it just doesn't make a ton of sense. Now, if you just want to be like, we're just going to put our best possible defensive lineup around Steph, like, then that's your lineup right there. But (laughs) otherwise, I wouldn't do that. Um, Pods there instead of Clay, it makes sense when you really want to get Steph, like, cooking, like, we're going to get Steph any shot that he wants every time down. If he wants to shoot it, he's going to shoot. I think and can you explain Clay, why that is, though? I mean, I think when Clay's out there, Steph feels like – I wouldn't say he feels the need, but he's like, okay, I'm going to share the wealth a little bit and get Clay some shots and whatever the case may be, which is really on him. I don't think Clay would really care if Steph wouldn't shot it every single time. But I think Steph is just like, well, Clay's out here, so let's run some plays for Clay and stuff like that. So it kind of diminishes, like – Steph in a sense. And when Clay's not out there, he's just like, okay, I got to go supernova. So a lot of it is a lot of the recent play where he's been hitting all these threes in the game has been with that lineup because they all just pass the Steph. Like Paz just wants to pass Steph. Draymond just wants to pass Steph. <laughs> Coming and Wiggins just like, well, if I get an open shot, I'll take it. Or if I got an open layup, I'll take it. But in general, I'm just, I'm not going to like hijack anything. So it's just Steph, Steph, Steph. That's that's when you really want to use that lineup, in my opinion. If you want like some short burst of like high usage Steph going crazy, you go, you put pods in there. But now you feel like it opens up things more for Kaminga and I assume Andrew as well with Clay in there. Oh, for sure. Well, I think not necessarily Andrew. I think Andrew gets the same quality of shots regardless because he's always just like the outlet guy, they don't really run a lot of actions for him, that type of thing. And he gets guarded general, generally, like, close by defenses. Like, it's not like Kaminga where they just kind of, like, ignore him on the three-point line. They still guard Wiggins on the three-point line a little bit. So he's pretty standard. But Kaminga's – you can just look at it on the court and see the difference. Like, 
when Steph and Claire are on the court, Kaminga's at the rim one-on-one consistently. Like, guys just don't help. When Clay ain't out there, you got Kaminga trying to go one-on-one with Aaron Gordon. Right, and it's not effective. I'm older than you, stronger than you. I know all your moves, like, and I got help with me. You're not going to score me. Right. So, yeah, I think, I mean, and the numbers support it. Kaminga's efficiency jumps crazy when Clay's on the court with him versus when he's not on the court with him. Um, the eye test and the stats supported. I don't know why Steve said that stuff about like <laughs> it, it makes more sense for Wiggins and Kaminga when Paz is in there when that's just like not the truth at all. But yeah. I think because that there were some versions, there were some numbers, right? Like for those lineups that showed that. But mm-hmm. we've talked about it. It's a small sample. We've talked about it. It's against, you know, as you noted earlier, teams that are not as good, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're seeing that it doesn't work as well. So what does that mean then for the Trace-Clay connection? Because I think ultimately Clay is going to come back to starting. I do. Mm -hmm. I think ultimately he's going to be back there. I don't know when Kerr is going to make that decision. I don't need, first of all, assuming they make the playoffs. I don't know if this is going to be a late playoff thing where finally he's like, Eureka, or an assistant says to him, why don't you move Clay into the starting lineup? You know, the the infamous thing that was done with with Andre, you know, that he didn't realize, mm-hmm. like, just, pay, just play your five best players and mm-hmm. you probably win, right? And so it's still Clay, right? And so, but I, I just feel like he realizes that before that, hopefully, mm-hmm. I'm hoping. Um, and because Clay's a vet and, you know, like, I feel like, He'll it'll be easier for him to get there than if it was like someone else. But if 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 Clay goes back into the starting lineup, right? And so there's less bench time, what does that mean for him and Trace? Or is that now someone else? Is that because like Chris Paul's back? So it doesn't matter. What does that mean? I think it's, it could still thrive. I think before he was fully put on the bench, he was still running the bench units. Like they would take him out early for pods four or five minutes to the game he will be the first sub out of the starters um kind of how they're doing it now whereas like he and gary come in for pods and whoever um they could just flip that and be like okay you're still going to run the bench unit anyway so i think he can still be there it's just up to steve to actually play trace the amount of minutes he should be playing them and playing him with clay for it to for it to work Are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What should the minutes distribution be? What should it be? In terms of which position, like everybody? Yeah. Um, Just players think... we know should be playing because Dario shouldn't be playing. We know that. Right. Lester uh... shouldn't be playing. So in theory, if we were playing the guys that should be playing, what should the minutes distribution be? And include Chris Paul in that. Okay. Uh, I'll pull it up. Of course, I've written it down. <laughs> You've written it down before? Of course. He's been over I have like this. a bunch of stuff yeah. in my note on this team. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I would play Steph at least 32, like baseline 32 minutes. Um, I would play CP3, the remaining point guard minutes. So that's 16 for him. Clay. So you don't really... even think we need CP 20 minutes a night? No, we don't. We really don't. 
Um, Clay Wiggins and Kaminga will all start at 28 minutes, and they can go up or down depending on how they're playing. Pods, 25 minutes, go up or down. Uh, GP2, 15. Um, Draymond, 32, and just like Steph. Split between the four and the five? 24 at, at the five and about like eight or so at the four. You can play him with Trace for those minutes or, you know, whoever. And I'll play Trace like at least 18, 18 to 20 minutes. And then the rest of the minutes just go to, um, did I say Gary? You just say yeah. Gary. Like Gary, like 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah, and that would that would leave Moody with like twelve or so minutes, like one rotation per half. Like you don't got to play him a ton; just play him a quick four or five minute stint in the second quarter, and then some point in the third quarter if you don't want to play him in the fourth. You know what I mean? And just let him get some some run because I'm sure he can come in and make a quick impact and just go right back to the bench and be a, be satisfied. And it's going to be more impactful than whatever twelve, thirteen, fourteen minutes you're going to get from any of Dario, Lester, or Loon at this point. So yeah, that's what I would I would be. So that that is ten. You did say uh, the same ten players, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Karima, do you think they should go after Otto Porter? Otto Pata? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, we could use him, uh, providing you know he's still able to walk and uh, <laughs> you know, shoot the ball. The reports are, and I mean, of course, this yeah. is obviously coming from his camp, but. The, the reports are that he's healthy, he's in great condition, and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, he sure wasn't playing in Toronto. I know that he got hurt out there, too. Quickly. Right, he was that hurt. Sort of I mean, he hasn't been playing because he's been hurt, so that's the main reason. So, But he's been traded now, and he's saying he can play. Mm. Okay. I mean, you say you can play. But I mean... <laughs> So Otto comes and then like Moody for sure ain't seeing nothing now because like he's barely seeing anyway. So mm. I mean, it's like if you're not gonna play him, I prefer you give them an bring in someone that you know that you are. Well, I prefer play. that too because I know that Steve Kerr will lean into that. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, it's like I rather it be you leaning into Otto than leaning into Dario or like something else. Because oh, yeah. I feel yeah. like you you may not see Moody, but I feel like you also basically don't see Dario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I don't feel know like what you his will contract not see Dario is. anymore. If 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 who? Otto, Otto. Were coming yeah. You so you don't know who Otto what Otto's Otto. Out. Yeah, because I thought he signed a big number to go to Toronto. So like he's bought out or something like that. He's bought out, so it's like. Did I? I don't think a buyout oh, so actually it, happened yet. Or did it? Oh, like he would be. That's what I'm saying. Right, he yeah, would he be bought out, but they wouldn't be signed. Not like a contract. This yeah. is buy out. Oh, okay. So this is not. Um, I mean, I think they should go after him, regardless. And even if he comes and he can't do anything, then he's just someone on the bench pointing out things. It's it's to me, it's low <laughs> risk, high reward. You have sure. a 15th spot. It's a buyout, and he's someone who knows the system. Yeah, so wait, Toronto bought him out or no, Toronto traded him to Utah. And Utah right. has sent him home. He's not playing. He's not doing anything in Utah. Okay. So it's like he's just there traded and not playing. He's home. Right. So the Warriors would, would buy him out. He would get a buyout right. with Utah and then the Warriors would sign him. Hmm. Okay. That that's that's where I was missing cuz I was like, you know, we we only have that threshold of a buyout so that's why when you 
I was like, wait, did yeah, he get I bought mean, out? You can't trade anyone now or... anyway because trade season's over. So the only, anybody coming now would be a buyout, anyone. Right, but you see what I'm saying, what the contract amount is. Yeah, but the buyout is never for can... their contract amount because the other team is paying part of Some it, of right? It. Yeah. Right, well, that's what I was saying. Like, what is his buyout number? It's going to be because negotiated. Because we would still have to eat some. Right, but that's okay. something. No, I mean, I think that would be, yeah, they would just take that's care not, of that. Yeah, so you negotiate yeah, that. Yeah. Buyouts yeah, was, are not usually expensive. I'm not aware of like buyouts ever really being. Right, but yeah, but there's some people who would be on the buyout market that we couldn't touch because there was too much on their contract. That's, a, that's what I was saying. That's why there's yeah, a limited amount of people well, it's not that, that we can't touch them target. it's really about how much the player is willing to sign for and give up right mm-hmm. it's all negotiated so i don't think there's anyone you can't get it's just most players aren't going to give up that money right. Right. right but auto doesn't have some big contract it was like i think five or six thousand dollars per year right wasn't it something like that yeah, yeah. like million some something like that yeah i was like yeah wait. i would <laughs> i grab them too oh, that's a thousand too. yeah i'm a yeah. million yeah, it's not. He doesn't have like some big contract. Yeah, okay. I would grab. I just him. thought when he and this is the second him. year, right? And most of the season is over anyway. It's, there's not a lot mm-hmm. of season left because it was a two year deal, wasn't it? Or did they do a three year deal with him? Pretty sure it was a two year deal. Two year so. deal and like more than more than half the season's over. Mm-hmm. If they're going to do it, they have to do it by March 1. So we'll know sooner or later. That's only one, two, three, four. It's four more days, four or five more days. Yeah, he makes 6.3 mil. Oh, okay. He fits perfect. <laughs> yeah. So and it's already going to be going into March. So you're just really talking about a month and a half and then postseason. Which is perfect if he's... In shape, yeah. he ain't been playing all season. He don't got the wear and tear of the season on his legs. Exactly. A little, little boost, you know. Kind of like what Gary was supposed to be. Well, Gary kind of was when he was acquired at the deadline last year. We didn't get him until it was buyout season anyway. We didn't get him available, at least. Right. And he helped. And he's, you know, Otto, like we said, we he knows the system. Um, They love Otto. You know, you yeah. know what type of player you're getting. Hopefully, I mean, if he's healthy, he's a hell of a player, so. Like you said, low risk, high reward if it pays off. Right. Like, I don't think, like, in Toronto, it was ever like, this guy sucks. It was like, this guy's not never available. Right. Like, he did so well with the Warriors. They took a chance on him and he couldn't stay healthy. And that's what I always said. Like, I mean, look, I know he's going to take the money. And I think also it was something about, like, his his partners his from that area. Yeah. yeah. But that was the whole thing. I always said, like, I just, I don't think another team can maintain Otto. And what I mean by that is like, at least that year, the Warriors, there was a plan to maintain him. Like they went into it knowing he's not going to play. There's going to right, like, and they felt like they could sustain that. But when someone else is now signing him, even if it's at a mid-level, that means they want to use you more. They're not, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And his body hasn't proven to just to hold up, you know? So at this point, if you're taking him, you're talking about a month and a half and then the postseason. They probably still don't play him on back-to-backs. Right. Celebrating. Yeah. And they probably limit his minutes. 
like he's what not seeing more than like 15 minutes right 20 minutes maybe definitely not 20 i don't think unless as the postseason goes on true maybe yeah doesn't he play more like in a matchup with denver you know you think yeah for sure Uh, any, any of the bigger teams yeah I grab him. I would grab him. I mean, I haven't heard anything about it, but to me, it just makes too much sense. Yeah, I think he's yeah, he's definitely gonna get bought out. Because I mean, what else is he just doing? He's just sitting there, right? right. And, and they were and he's super not, friendly. Had something left, right? Yeah. They were super chummy when uh, they went out to Utah. So <laughs> yeah, like to me, it's a no-brainer. I don't see how it's not Golden State. Like he already, he's still chummy with them. Yeah, he knows the system. Mm-hmm. He's already won with them before. Like, I don't even think he wanted to ever leave. Right. It's just they couldn't. Right. He was super excited to come to Golden State. It didn't take like a lot of convincing he was like oh it's golden state mm-hmm. you know he knew he wanted to rehab his career but he was like remember that came as a surprise no one knew it was going to be auto it was like they signed him people were like oh you know and then people were like i remember people clowning the move because they're like oh you guys just signed out of porter like but he ended up working out for us mm-hmm. right because they got him through the season but it was there was this like yeah he hasn't been good and because he's been injured <laughs> that's always the thing like when he can play he's good right really good championship right. player so you just get limited use out of him so i i think they should do it you know from everything it sounds like it would not cost the warriors a lot of money mm-hmm. so i no hope banner. they do it i hope they do it if if he were to come what would that mean for for them though in terms of their lineups we already know who probably wouldn't be playing but um i think that would be probably no dario minutes at that point right um probably no loon minutes at that point he'll probably just eat into all the bigs so probably no trace minutes or less trace minutes for sure and unfortunately depending on you know, how he's playing, like it would probably mean less JK minutes too, just to be honest. You think so? Yeah. I think a, a night like tonight, he probably would have took some of JK's minutes because JK wasn't rebounding very well um, for the majority of the game. So, yeah. So you, so you think then if he comes, Kerr looks at it as like Dre and him are the two bigs? I think depending on how the game is going, he could just be like, yo, we need someone that's going to like do the big things like rebound, guard inside and stuff like that. And then if he has a third big, he's going to go loon instead of trace. I don't know. Probably he shouldn't, but probably. He kind of closed with the trace a little bit tonight too. It was trace and Draymond. Yeah. In there. A little bit. Late. Yeah. So I was like, hmm, okay. Getting a little looksy at that one. <laughs> well, you like you said, Justin, gotta throw him out there. Gotta throw and him out there. He he was out there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so they're about to embark on a road trip. 
They got Washington, New York, Toronto, Boston. So they got four games on the road before they come back home for three games. And there's a back-to-back when they come back home for three games. They have two back-to-backs in March. One at home and the other on the road. It's Miami, Orlando. I feel like it's always Miami, Orlando. Isn't that like an mm-hmm. every year thing? Probably. I think they do that for all teams because which sucks. Team. I mean, look, both teams are good, but Orlando's good. And to have them on the second night of a back-to-back. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just a geography thing. They just, you know, do it that way. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, well, the Knicks and Raptors are back-to-back. I'm, that's technically March. It's like the last day of February, last the first day of March. They have two back-to-backs in April, too. They'd be all right. To close out that season. I mean, look, they're going to be playing hard because they're definitely going to be jockeying for position at that time. But And this road, this road trip is important. So. so what do you think about this road trip, guys? I mean, they got, like I said, they have Washington, New York, Toronto, Boston. So I feel like two real teams and two like not they need to go three and one listen they need to go three and one they really do new york is going to be tough they're going to play that tough defense even with you know yeah but their defense definitely is not as good without um og and um randall out yeah but yeah, but they still been playing tough and winning games. <laughs> and you know, any chance? Yeah, I feel like they've they lost have... more of their games now since those guys have been out. They haven't been winning at the same rate, the same clip. So right. They, I mean, they yeah. can't. This. I mean, it could be tough just because it's like yeah, they've been losing a lot. But um, that the back to back MSG though. It's that MSG and the the I mean the back to back with Toronto. That's the one where it's like, okay, like you should beat the Wizards, you should beat the depleted Knicks, but then you have a back-to-back against Toronto, who's just, you know, a younger team, whatever. They also destroyed them earlier this season. So they kind of owe them, but that can be a tough game. And then obviously the Celtics at home is going to be a tough game as well. Yeah. So. Got to get your licks in early. Yeah. Try to. Three and one would be excellent, but I think I'd be okay with two and two. I want three and one. I should. I want. Yeah, one. listen. But right, they did, they needed to be Denver. They didn't. And if they're gonna yeah. rest staff, you know, mm-hmm. they again that's speculation. Again. That's yeah. speculation. But if they're gonna rest staff, that would be the game to do it for sure. Because you're not gonna rest him going into MSG. That's just not gonna happen. I'm sure that's gonna be a prime time uh, joint anyway. So, mm-hmm. well, you know, but he often too his thing is resting people on the second night of a back to back, which is why I'm wondering if it might be Toronto before they play Boston. Because if you play Toronto on the second night of a back to back and then you only have one night of rest to go into Boston, then it's just like, I mean, I feel like they're going to get up for Boston anyway. It's a TV game, but 
you know. Yeah. It's also Boston, in Boston. So Right. So I just, I don't know. I feel like Toronto's definitely, I think the Wizards is the best game to, to rest him for. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, how they are with second nights and back-to-backs. Right. So, got to beat the Wizards and the Knicks bad so you can get some rest then. You know, like, you can always get in-game rest and then see where you go from there. But, who knows? Okay. All right. Well, really quickly, tell me, do we guys, how are we still feeling? They are going to finish top six. They did a lot of talking about it after the break coming in. They want to get to five. They want to get to six. They think, like, everybody was talking about it. It wasn't just, like, one player. Do you guys think they're going to get that top six? I think they do. I think they do. I mean, if they won this game, you feel even just that much more confident with the fact that everyone else, but how everybody else lost tonight, it's just everybody else losing tonight. You want to be the one that wins it. So you still take that jump and, you know, just get in there, but But that's their goal. That's their goal. It's not, but it's still a jump. Yeah, but they still have less still where we're at. They still have less losses than the Lakers. So I already consider them ahead of the Lakers. I know other people don't, but like they have less losses. So yeah. Um, I just want to know if we think though they're still getting into the top six. Like I like they're gonna lose games at some point. So I'd rather right. it be to a team like Denver versus a team that they should they win. Should you win. know, yeah. so it's just like we like they're not gonna win all the rest of their games. So this is a game they lost. So what do you think? Still top six, Justin? I think it's definitely doable. Um, I think the Pelicans are going to start losing some games because they got some tough teams coming up. The, they got a lot of suspensions. So <laughs> yeah. the Suns, I'm not sure if they're going to drop that low. But if it, if if there's a team that's going to let Golden State in, it's the Pelicans, and I think I think they I think they'll get them. Yeah. Well, there you have it, guys. Listen, thank you for tuning in with us as always. Vibe check quickly. I'm at a seven. Six. I was gonna say seven too. Okay. Six. This is a little little low vibrations today, but me and Cream are at seven, which is not bad. I think not bad. Well, thank you for tuning in with us, guys. You know the drill. Make sure you're following us on twitter and instagram at golden spaces pod make sure you're leaving us a five-star review make sure or rating rather make sure you're leaving us a positive review make sure you were sharing with a friend and we appreciate the support until next time take care y'all